Welcome back to another episode of Strictly for the Music Podcast. I'm your host, SKN. The next guest I got live and direct is a solo hip-hop artist. He's influenced by acts like Lil Wayne, Wiz Khalifa, and the great Nipsey Hussle. With two singles out, Dear God and Blessed. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a warm welcoming to Mob Scene. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly, big dog. Thank you, sir. Like I said, I greatly appreciate the opportunity of being on here. I want to give a big shout out to my peoples. It's Mob Scene up in here with Strictly for the Music. This is SKS, right? Has that your that call? SKN, big dog. SKN. Okay. I've just been calling you JD, bro. I'm sorry. I know you by. Yeah, you're good, man. You're good. You know, we all got stage names, you know. But hey, yeah. big dog, let me tell you something, man. I appreciate you coming on this uh, podcast, man, because, man, you got some dope music, dog, that people don't know, but they're going to find out right now. So uh, let's get right into it, man. Describe your music. All right. Well, you know, I basically hip hop, rap. You know, I'm real experimental. I try to step outside my comfort zone a lot, but you'll hear a lot of hard beats. I try to mess around with a lot of maybe crunk, dirty South type beats, not too much East Coast type stuff, not too much West Coast. And I try to maybe blend a little bit of Midwest and dirty South, whereas like, you know, the, the Midwest, we're kind of known for fast rapping, drill rapping, speed rapping, you know, emo rap, you know, that, you know, Phil shit, Detroit, Ohio, places like that, you know. And, um, you know, I'm trying to incorporate maybe a little bit of like the South type stuff, like from Atlanta or Memphis, Tennessee. I also really like 3-6 Mafia, too. Dope, bro. Dope. So uh, what age were you and what inspired you to do music? I was probably about maybe 21 or 22. And um, I've always wanted to do music ever since I was a kid, you know, or like ever since like junior high days. You know, we used to mess around, you know, but we never really took anything seriously. You know, me and my best friends, you know, we're all about it. But throughout the years, you know, we've had people come and go. You know, I've seen this person do this thing. I thought, you know, man, I, I want to try it out, you know. So I was like, I, I used to take it, like, not so serious and like when I had a group. But now it's kind of like I'm taking it more, real more serious. Like it's kind of like building into something like a career almost, you know. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So, uh, to everyone out there, man, um, can you plug in your social media before we go any further so they can all go follow you and go check you out if you had a YouTube channel? Of course, all of that course. Stuff. Yeah, my handle is at the last MOB or the last mob. That's T H A L A S T M O B. And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. SoundCloud, you know, just look me up. I'll be a mob scene. That's two words, mob scene. And you can find my music on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. You can also find it on Google Play and Amazon. All right, big dog. Hell yeah. So you're already established artist. You've got music popping on, on, on all, all major streaming platforms. Yeah. So let me ask you this, man. Let's start from the beginning. What was the okay. first beat that you heard that you started rapping to, and Damn. how did that song come out? It was, well, the first beat that I started rapping to, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, it never got to, it got never got recorded, never got released. It was like more of less like a freestyle session. And I think it was like, um, like Jack Jay-Z, or it might have been Little, Little John or something, but that's how long ago it was, and. I just remember feeling the the beats like the early 2000s was a really big, you know, wave. But as far as the first song I got to record, it was probably what you call Who Shot You from Biggie. Damn, that's dope, I used bro. to get I used to download beats from this website called oldschoolhiphop.com. I don't know if they're still around or not, but a uh, big shout out to them like they kind of like really got me into like the whole vibe of like this was when it was really hard to find beats online and stuff too and like you know producers weren't really like into the beat marketing game just yet like that hadn't really been established you know that was like a new thing so it was back then because people would ask me oh where do you get your beats where do you get your beats and i was like oh i find them on this little site called hot new hip-hop so they're basically um oh no it was old school hip-hop 
it was basically old school rappers like there was krs1 like you know they had all their music but then they had copies of their instrumentals too and then you could buy like the vinyls so i was like damn that's dope and then i, I would just rap over their stuff and then yeah that's just how it started hell yeah man that's what's up man so shout out ultimate hip-hop for hooking the homie up with some beats you know yeah so uh let's discuss the catalog man yeah. you gotta uh you got you're you already said you're already on all major streaming platforms but how many uh albums are we talking about how many songs how many collabs do we got can we get into detail big dog all right well like honestly i lost count once we started dropping mixtapes and you know like high school because like i said we didn't really take it too seriously we were just we were just rapping just to be rapping you know you know just wanted to sound good on the beat you know which we were and then we were kind of all about the creative side we weren't really into the promo game we weren't really into radio we weren't really into you know getting our name out there trying to be heard we were just trying to do that hit and miss type shit like oh if you build it they'll come type you know mentality you know just young and dumb artists you know but that's that's how you got to start out you know you kind of got to get your feet wet when you don't know what the hell you're doing you got to fucking get yourself in the game and you know you can't just drop music put it on SoundCloud and expect to go somewhere. You're going to push it. You know, you got to talk to people and let people know what you're doing, you know, and establish your brand and let people know what you're doing is real. Hell yeah, man. So, so, uh, you don't know how many mixtapes you drop, how many albums um, have you dropped so far? Yeah, I was going to give you guys a guesstimate. I'd say we dropped like two mixtapes in high school. I dropped a solo mixtape mm, a few years ago. So I would say about three mixtapes, one official. It, it got posted to hotnewhiphop.com, but then it got taken down because I just wasn't active on my page. And like I said, I was in that old mentality of, you know, I, I'm just going to drop this and then move on to my next thing. You know, I never put no love and nourishment into it. You know, I never nurtured it, you know, watered it, never let it grow. You know, whereas like now I'm kind of trying to do something different. Uh, I never made any albums yet. And because I like if I do make an album, I want it to be a real album. I don't want it to be, you know, official. So, you know, but that costs money. So I'm going to work my way there. Plus, uh, the reason I've never really dropped an album is because that's like that's like a thing of the past for new artists. You know, why would I drop an entire album when people don't even know who I am? You know, when people are, you know, just clicking on one song from this artist, one song from that artist. People are all about playlists and streams nowadays. You know, that's why album sales are kind of low for rappers. You know, they've kind of always been low, you know. And, you know, so it's like, it, it kind of don't make sense why drop an entire album project, you know, when from an artist, you know, that nobody's ever heard of. Like I said, this is your first time hearing about me. And it's probably going to be every, a lot of other people's first time hearing about me when they hear this, you know. Hell yeah, man. It ain't my first time hearing about you. <laughs> i tell you okay. that. But, so uh, then, um, uh, as far as like my singles, that's kind of what I'm focused on right now. I'm focused on dropping singles, and uh, I'm gonna gear up to drop an EP. So that'll be like maybe four or five songs. And uh, but before I do that, while 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 people are waiting for that, I'll be going to work on a mixtape, and the mixtape will be all free, and that'll be uploaded to sites like Datpiff live mixtapes my mixtapes hot new hip-hop stuff like that it'll be all free it'll be on soundcloud you don't got to pay for it or nothing you know you can get, just download dope bro that's dope so uh so the way you think man i have to leave it up to you man you know what you're doing because yeah. you know you're, you're, i mean it makes sense to me man why drop yeah. why drop an album when you know what i mean but People I will say, oh, yeah, I'm saying maybe the mixtape probably be out by fall or winter time. Like I said, um, after my new song, my new song is coming out July 31st. It's called Dear God. Can you guys can preview that. And um, I dedicate that to my homie Dion. And after that song comes out, and you know, I'm going to wait to drop another song. That cuts kind of my strategy. Like I said, this song, Dear God, I want to talk about that real quick. It's coming out on July 31st. And uh, my friend Dion had just recently passed away. He was a rapper as well, and he mixed and mastered that song for me. So he basically produced for me. And uh, that's why that song is special. And I didn't even know he had passed away. And I, I've been getting ready to gear up 
to release this song and I was, I was going to start looking for him to let people know that, hey man, this is my bro. He mixed and mastered this shit. And then, you know, it's like, I found out he, like two days ago, I found out he, he was gone. I'm like, oh man. So I dedicate that song to him. It'll be out July 31st. And I just, you know, rest in peace to him, you know, and uh, prayers for his family and his loved ones. You know, he was a good guy and he, he was a kind of like a mentor for me and my friends who wanted to make music because he he was doing it before we did it. You know, he, he kind of put us on, you know, put us on the, the bigger thing, the bigger picture. You know, you got to work with people like that. You got to work with people that have been doing it longer than you so they can kind of show you the way, you know. So shout out to, you know, his family. Hell yeah, dude, I show you the ropes, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, well, let me ask you this, man. You're your producer, man. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you this. What was one thing? Wait, what was the best advice he has ever given you? Um, my friend Dion. Yeah. Um. Well, he would say things about like, oh man, that's a good question because like I'm just barely like reminiscing about our times in the studio. And um, he would always say things like, yeah, he would always say, you need to get your music mastered. You need to get your music mastered and you want to own your masters. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that yet or not, but that, you know, that you got to get into getting your music sounding good quality, you know, you know, and that, that goes for everything, you know, your album artwork, you know, how it sounds, your production quality, you know, how does the beat sound is, you know, got to go in and turn the levels down, you know, are you really messing with all your effects and EQ and compression, you know, once it's all mixed down and, you know, mixed down good, then you can take it down to get mastered, you know, so it can be presentable for, you know, record companies, record labels, record deals. But like I said, once you get your music posted, that's not, that's not even half the battle. That's the tip of the iceberg. Just because you put your music out there, it doesn't mean people are going to automatically click on it. You know, they're not going to know what to do. That's what the consumer does. You got to bring it right to their front door, right to their, you know, put it right in their face, you know, let them know. And, you know, good thing to do is ask for feedback from people, you know, how, how does this sound, you know, so do I need to go back to the drawing board or, you know, is this something I can move forward with, you know, you know, let your friends and close relatives know first and then they'll give you the real feedback, you know, they'll tell you like it is, you know, that's why I try to get some real honest people in my circle. I don't like being surrounded by yes men, yes men, you know, like, oh, what does this sound like? And I, I get feedback like, oh, that sounds good. That sounds cool. But I'm I'm more look, less looking at like you know what makes it sound good, what makes it sound cool, you know. That's what I try to ask. Uh, some advice I would give to artists is ask yourself, what do you want from this rap game? What do you want to see yourself do? And a good way to do that is setting goals for yourself. You want to set yourself some goals, you know, whether that be big or small. Like I said, after my song "Dear God" comes out, my next song probably won't be released until my page on Facebook hits 1,000 likes. Whereas right now, I'm at 910 likes. So, you know, I'll be gaining likes here and there. And then once I reach 1,000 likes on Facebook, you guys will get my new song. You know, you heard it right here, right now. But until then, you know, I'm going to put everything on pause for releasing music, and that'll give me time to work in the studio. That'll give me time to promote and network and reach out to people like you who are doing podcasts and radio shows. That'll give me time to reach out to DJs and people who are making playlists on Spotify. Like, you know, can you listen to my song? Can you play my song? Can you give me feedback on my song? You know, it'll give me time to work with other artists. You know, you kind of gotta give, kind of gotta give yourself like a, like a plan, like a momentum. You know, I have, you know, my whole schedule mapped out. I got my whole month mapped out. You know, photo shoots on Sunday. You know, sometimes things got to get rescheduled. Recording session with, you know, a powwow drum group, you know. Step outside of your own genre. You know, don't work with just rappers. Don't work with just rockers, you know, or just singers or just R&B, you know. Expand your, expand your circles. You want to get out there and work with as many artists as you want to because that'll get your name out there and then your listeners will listen to them and they'll get their name out there. It's a win-win, you know, what have you got to lose? That's like, you know, that's some advice that I could give to a lot of artists. If you guys are listening, dropping a few gems on you guys. Hell yeah, man. That's excellent advice, man. I appreciate you uh, dropping that for us, man. Hell so, yeah, uh, man. 
Yeah, man. Like I said, thanks for having me on here. A uh, little bit of information about myself. My name is Marlon Scott. You guys want to add me on Facebook? That's cool. Like I said, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram at the last MLB. You know, reach out to me. I'll listen to your music. You know, I'll review your music. I'll I'll put you on promo. I'll tell you how to get your shit on Spotify. I'll do that for you, man. Because I want to see you guys win. I want to see my fellow artists win. Because I'm winning. You know, and I want to show you guys the way. I want to show artists how they can break through that that glass ceiling that's holding them back. Because you see a whole lot of artists creating all this music, you know, dropping track after track or mixtape after mixtape. But, you know, they'll promote it for a day, a week or two, a month, and then they get to work on their next shit. But which is good. You want to keep that consistency. But as far as their promo, their marketing, they're not really nurturing their songs. They're not really putting the love and the effort that it deserves. So I see a lot of artists, their their songs go unheard and they wonder why they're saying, you know, nobody's listening to my music. You know, I must not be that good, which is not true. There's a lot of greatest art, great artists out there. And it's just sad to see all their talent go to waste because they couldn't figure out marketing and networking for themselves and they give up on their dreams. And I just hate to see so much talent go to waste like that. So, you know, I'm I'm gonna be here, you know, you know, for you guys and now on. You know, I'm, a, I'm kind of person that the industry probably won't like because I can do for you. You know, you can do for yourself probably everything a label does. But, you know, that's the give and take. That's the that's the price you pay for, you know, a label. That's the price you pay for promotion or quality. You know, some people got the money. Some people got, you know, money to you know promote themselves. Some people have the marketing skills to promote themselves so they don't have to pay. You know, they can save money. You know, me, I'm not a beat maker. So. You know, I pay for my beats, you know, but, you know, I pay for quality beats, you know, and uh, I save money by I, I would save money if I made my own beats, which I don't. But that's kind of where, you know, the give and take comes in. And, you know, that's, I said, I just try to stay consistent with what I do. I try to follow through with my game plan and whoever ain't with it. That's OK. I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for myself. I'm not going to sit here and blame this person and that person. Because at the end of the day, the only person holding me back is me. You know, that goes for every, you know, vice versa for every other artist and whoever in any any field, in any business, you know, you want to treat this like a business if you really want to step your game up. That's that's some some advice right there, too. Um, I've got a question for you, bro. How long have you been doing podcasts? How long have you been doing interviews for artists? I see you got a lot of episodes. It's really cool. Uh, I've been doing this since uh, June 13th. That's cool, man. Yeah, this year, man. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, hey, man, I'm freshly new, man, but you know what I mean? I have, hey, man, I love this, dog. I yeah, love you so much that, uh, you know, I get to expose these artists. I get to meet them first. You know what I mean? This is yeah, the first dude. time that people are able to see them and hear them and be able to uh, interact with them. So what I'm doing, man, is on on a whole different level. Like, you know what I mean? People respect what I do because they're like, man, we don't it have a sounds like you here. really enjoy Oh, yeah. I love this. I love it. I love it. Thanks. Oh, man. I, I love the music. Yeah. I love the artists that I meet, you know what I mean? And this is just, like you were saying, man, don't stick to one genre. Be all around. And that's yeah. what I've been doing. I've been putting different artists from all, all genres on this podcast and just giving it. That's full what it's pr- about. That's what it's about, man. <clears throat> exactly, man. So uh, let me ask you this, man. Yeah. Let's, uh, do you have, you, uh, is uh, Dear God going to have a music video, man? Dear God. You see, that's one thing we've been talking about. Uh, shout out to my brother Frosty Clips. You can look him up. He's a videographer and he records a lot of skate videos. But he grew his following by recording our high school basketball team because they went to state this year in Nebraska. Shout out to Winnebago basketball team. Um, and he started recording it. So he has a big following. And we started talking about how we can probably go forward with making a music video. And I think that would probably be a good, good good song to have a video oh yeah definitely man definitely and i know music videos uh music videos are the best medium for artists you're getting a visual you're getting audio you're getting exposure and people can share it and and that's one thing i haven't tapped into yet is having a music video but like i said i'm a perfectionist and that's also 
one thing that kind of holds me back. That's also one of my flaws is being a perfectionist because I want it to be so good that I'll wait and wait and wait, you know, until like, you know, a long time. Because like I said, this song actually is kind of old, but you know, I just want want to make sure everything is right. I want to make sure everything's in line, you know, before I drop it, you know, before I present it. Like I said, it, it comes out July 31st. That's not two weeks from now, but you can preview it right here, right now, get a fucking sample of it. But until then, you know, I have that two weeks to promote my song, you know, post it on my social media, post it on my Instagram and let people know about it. I'm going to be dropping a lyric video that that that's for sure, because that's probably one good thing I see a lot of artists doing. So that's kind of what I'm catching on to is like I'm probably, I'm going to start making lyric videos for my songs because I just started recently doing that. And I also do my own cover art. So you artists get at me if you want some cover art. Uh, for the low get at me if you want a lyric video for the low you know that that'll be you know I'll, I'll, I'll put you on or if you want i can show you how it's done you know like i said i'm trying to help people because i, I don't have nobody helping me to get to this point and i'm tired of you know asking you know for help and not getting any in return so i'm trying to step my game up talk to people higher up in the industry you know how did you do it you know or can you help me out you know asking you will receive you know or I was like, you know, if you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no, you know, or if you don't take the time to research your your genre, research marketing or research what you want to know about the industry is like, why isn't this working for me? You know, that all goes back to ask yourself, what do you want? You know, ask yourself, you know, what do you see yourself doing in this game? You know, what's your message? You know, things like that. What what kind of ideas do you have for your brand? And, you know, how, how do you think that's going to you know reflect who you are as an artist that's kind of how i'm looking at the whole thing you know kind of how i look at my music hell yeah man so uh mm -hmm. have you done any performances have you done any live performances on any live streaming platform yeah um not in a live streaming platform i started doing like little live videos on my facebook as far as like live live performances i have done you know, concerts, I've done little backyard shows, you know, I've done house parties, uh, opened up for a little white before of hypnotized minds. I opened up for crazy bone and wishbone. They came to Sioux city, Iowa one day, me and my bro, we, we opened up for those guys. Uh, I opened up for Stevie stone from strange music one day. Um, I, I performed a solo concert up in Sioux city one day. I was an opener opening act, but, uh, it was still fun. And, uh, I played, yeah, played a couple of local gigs with my crew up in Sioux City, Iowa, in South Sioux City. We played one show in Omaha, but we were really underground. Nobody came to see us, you know. It was like, it was almost like a sound check when we went on stage, you know. What else? My most recent performance, I played at Haskell Indian Nations University. That's my college, you know, shout out 155 Rascal Heights. Uh, those, that's my college, and I recently played a concert there last Halloween. That was the last show I played, and it was really fun. You know, I had a lot of my classmates there supporting me. My roommate was recording me. And so if you want to go on my Facebook, you can see a video of me playing a concert at my college, you know, and uh, give a shout-out to my roommate for recording the video. Uh, it's just a live stream video of me playing, like, three of my songs. And, um, yeah. I have a little bit of experience doing live shows. So, but like I said, the show we played in Omaha, we played a lot of those. I've played a lot of those empties. Like you have to play, you have to perform in front of empty, empty crowds. Sometimes, you know, you got to get that experience. You got to get over that fear. Some artists have that stage fright, you know, and um, I've been there. I've done that. You know, I've, I've, I've sat in front of bars, you know, with, with nobody in the dance floor, you know, people are sitting there talking, had their backs to me drinking beers on their phones, you know, and I'm sitting up there, you know, wrapping my heart out, you know, because I don't care, you know, that's me, that's experience, you know, that's all, that's going to be good experience under my belt because it don't matter if there's two people there listening to me or 2,000 people or 200,000 people there. I'm going to rock it like nobody's watching. I'm going to rock it like there's no tomorrow, you know. I'm going to deliver the best performance that I can, you know. And I will say I have been improving on my live show because I take the time to rehearse. I rehearse in my room, you know, when I'm in my car driving, 
I'll be rapping, you know, going over my songs, you know, trying to come up with new songs. I'll be listening to beats, you know, just try, always trying to go to the drawing board and see what I can come up with, you know. But like I said, I'm only pushing a few songs. That's why I say it gives me more time to work on my own projects, my own crafts and my own ideas. And once I come up with something solid, once I once I have a good game plan, then boom, I move forward with it. Let all my social media networks know. And, you know, that's that's kind of what I've been doing. And it, it's it's working. You know, it's it's effective. I just don't know. I'm just looking for other ways to expand my music, you know, expand my network, my circle, the people I've worked with. You know, shout out to all the producers I work with, the beat makers, the other artists I'm promoting. And it's just been really fun. It's been a really fun experience. I know what you're talking about when you say it's, it's when you tap into, you know, other people's worlds and see what they're about. It's just, it's really interesting. Um, one more thing I will say about myself. I'm Native American. I'm Winnebago tribe of Nebraska, Omaha Nation, and Spokane tribe of Washington. Um, I'm Thunder Clan. Also, um, Buffalo Clan. My Indian name is Kedachoga, which stands for Blue Sky. And uh, yeah, that's a little bit of info about me. I like to grass dance. I, I, I dance at powwows. So I'm, I'm kind of cultural. I, I attend ceremonies with my family, you know, so I'm kind of a little bit traditional, you know. And um, I attend college, Haskell Indian Nations University. I'm a junior. I'm going for my bachelor's in Indigenous American Indian Studies. I hope to come back to the reservation someday and help my people in you know, any way I can. I'm currently working as an intern for a summer program for my for my tribe's corporate um, corporate company, which is called Ho-Chunk Inc. or Ho-Chunk Incorporated. And I'm currently w working with Ho-Chunk Farms. We have our own gardens and we have our own farms. We're growing food out here. It's, it's been a really good experience. It's been a really good work experience. But they're also giving me like business tips, you know, like inside experience on like networking, inside experience on, you know, graphic design and distribution and stuff. So I'm like, man, I'm about to apply all that to my music. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to apply all that to my music brand and my label, my record label and my independence you know, so I can own my masters and I'll keep building and pushing forward and keep building up because it's like, it's a 24 seven job. You know, I realize there's, there's no, there's no breaks in this game. You know, nobody's going to stop for you and nobody's going to, you know, wait for you to get your stuff together. You know, you got to let them know and then come with it, keep it going, keep it moving forward. Don't focus on your old songs. You got to keep moving forward for the next, you know, keep just, you know, and don't worry about your quality, you know, if you're really dedicated, you'll figure it out. I, I truly believe that. If you really want to know, you're, you're going to figure out a way to find because I did it. Like I said, I've just been doing it for long enough that I'm kind of kindly starting to get a good sense of where I stand in the industry, a good sense of, you know, how to reach out to other people. And uh, that's, that's you know, I got to give a shout out to my tribe, Winnebago Tribe of Nebraska. Thank you for being my people. Thank you for being my community and standing behind me and listening to my music and, you know, just putting up with my nonsense for all these years. And, you know, thank you, JD, for having me on your podcast. It's been really cool, man. So, yeah. All right, big dog, let me ask you this, man. What, what was the feeling like doing your first concert and what was it like? What were you going oh, through man. at the time whenever you were, you were opening up for a big artist like Little White? Like, how'd that make you feel? Oh, man, that was, it was like, Okay, so like the, I thought you meant like my very first concert. Um, yeah, my first concert, like, oh yeah, my first concert in the city. Yeah, it was really fun. It was really exciting because I'm not gonna lie, I think there were some people from my hometown who were kind of jealous. I don't know if it was just my ego or what, but I don't know, I think, cause it's not that we had a whole lot of people coming out to see us either. But like I said, I'm from the reservation and I have we have to travel to Sioux City to open up for artists like that, you know, big artists aren't going to come to the res and to a little about the middle you know, gas money. And then, you know, that's money to get in the get into the venue and then tickets and then the bar. And then, you know, there's merchandise to be sold. So it's not like people always had money to come up, you know, I'm not trying to say, you know, people are broke, but we are, we're kind of pitiful and like, at the time, most of our fans were young and underage. So 
and we were playing we were underage ourselves we were only like 18 19 straight out of high school and we were opening up yeah we opened up for little white and you know a lot of our fans were under 21 and that was kind of a that's always that's always a big issue when you're trying to if you're a young artist and your fans are young and you know you get asked to play big shows like that you know you got to think about things like that you got to think about how am i going to sell these tickets how much can i sell them for and then you know who's all going to buy them and then who's all going to show up you know you got to come with that, that stuff sometimes and then you got to think about you know who's going to be on your marketing team for promotion who's going to help you promote make flyers and do this and that you know you kind of got to have all that together whereas like we were just like yeah let's do it let's let's do it and then we kind of you know unprepared for all that so there was a couple of times we had all our fans at the door and they weren't allowed to be in because they were all under 21 and we were like no 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 they're here for a concert they're here for a concert and they're like no they're 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 probably gonna drink or something so there was like there was a lot of issues we had you know one of our group members was under 21 and we we're like well he can't be here either and i was like well he's one of the performers so you better know that. <laughs> that was funny though it, it was fun times it was really exciting um i know uh, i got to take picture with little white i didn't get to hang out with him too much because he was he looked really tired and like drained he wants he just wanted to go back to his tour bus and kick it uh same thing with uh crazy bone and wishbone i did not get to see them it was really crowded and people were crowding around them trying to you know get their autograph and their picture and you know i don't i'm me i got done performing too so i'm just like i'm just trying to kick it with and enjoy my little success and be like you know yeah i had fun but i didn't get to meet crazy i had i heard a couple people from my town did get to meet crazy bone and wishbone and they got to you know hug them and say hi and stuff so that's really cool you know that was really fun i got to shake steve stone's hand from strange music i'm not sure if steve stone is still on strange no more he might be but he was he was a really fun artist to open up for then these are like i said these are really small bars really small venues but yeah it's exposure we got to showcase our music at the time you know we got to put ourselves out there and that was really fun you know, we we started having like a group of college kids come and see us. You know, they were like, "Hey, man, we're starting to feel your music. See you guys and stuff." So, it, it's a really fun experience getting to play concerts. As far as my first performance, this was at a like a high school junior high dance in my hometown, <laughs> and then the the DJ was there. We asked him if we could play one of our songs, and then he's like, "Yeah, go ahead." Because, like, you know, most of the people we went to school with anyway, and everybody knew we were, we were trying to rap, me and my bro. So we played a little concert in front of our friends at a junior high dance. You know, people probably don't really remember it, but it was really fun. And I'm not going to lie, that was when I had my stage fright. That's when I was scared to be on the microphone. That was when I was scared to be in front of people. You know, I was just like, I was still in my shell, in my comfort zone. I was scared to step outside, you know, I was scared to throw my voice out there. Whereas, like, now, man, I'm all over the place with it, you know. You know, I made a big improvement from then, you know, where it's like, I'd be up on stage, like, shoes untied, you know, fumbling around, almost dropping the mic, you know, mumbling around on the mic, you know. That's another thing, too. You you want your stage presence to be, to be there. You want people to know what you're saying, you know. Some artists, you know, I've done it myself. You get too quiet on the mic and you can't hear what you're saying. Sometimes you run out of breath, you know. Sometimes, you know, sometimes people freeze up. Sometimes you just straight don't do anything. And that happens, which you don't want to, which I will say, you want to have a backup plan in case something goes wrong on stage. You want to have a backup plan in case the speakers die, you know, or the beat gets fucked up or you forget your lyrics. You want to have a backup freestyle, something off the top of the dome that's going to help you recover. Because I've done that so many times where my bro messed up or I messed up and I had to recover for them. And it's like, nobody in the audience knew that we messed up, but we knew we messed up because we're the ones who made the music, you know, <laughs> but like, yeah, that's the, and that goes back to rehearsing. Always rehearse your music. Always make sure you're ready. Like I said, that was, that was back then. We were very unprepared, you know, but I was. Hell yeah. Don't go stick to it. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that was really fun for me. Uh, we played concerts. Uh, I liked to skateboard a lot. And a couple more things about me. I like to skateboard. I like to play video games. You can add me on Xbox Live. I play Fortnite a lot. That's cross-network, I know. We can bust on Call of Duty or, you know, we can game up on Battlefield. 
Uh, I like to play Grand Theft Auto Five. So if you want to add me, it's it's just like my Twitter handle at the Last Mob. Add me on there. You know, follow me. Check me out on Insta. Give me a shout out. I'll give you a shout out. Vice versa. Hit me up. Hell yeah, man. So let's talk about your collabs, man. Do you have any future collabs in the works right now? Yeah, dude. Um, remember I was telling you guys about my friend Dion who recently passed away? Yeah. We have old recordings of him and his little brother. His name is Native Mind, David Bardo. That's his little brother. He, I think he should have them, you know, because he raps too. And, you know, shout out to David, shout out to Native Mind, all in entertainment. Um, Dion has old vocals on this old mixer that I have. So I think we're going to like try to put together like a, like a collaboration, you know, in his memory. So we're going to have to like take his vocals, you know, put them on a new beat with the same tempo and then record our verses over it and then I'll finish what he started. You know what I'm saying? Then he has a couple songs on there where like, you know, we can work around. So that's one collaboration I'm looking forward to working on. Um, you know, rest in peace to Dion. Like I said, you know, condolences. Uh, another collaboration I'm working on is with uh, a Winnebago drum group here. They they need somebody to record them, so I'm gonna be the their sound engineer, their recording engineer for them. So, and uh, also another one of my bros, Alfonso Savage Click Laura. Uh, shout out to my homie for reaching out to me. He wants to start doing a collab soon. So, and um, you guys want to look him up? He's on Facebook and Instagram too. Uh, Alfonso, Savage Click, Laura. So that's probably the next collab I'll be doing. Other than that, I really don't collab too much. Oh, I do have two collaborations on my SoundCloud with two of my bros who are also native. Shout out to JFT Gerb and Jerry Dobbs. I asked them both to be on this podcast with you. And I think Jerry Dobbs is uh, for sure. So but be sure to be on the lookout for Jerry Dobbs. I want you to check out his music and hopefully he reaches out to you and I hope, you know, you guys, are, I think you guys are going to link up because he has some good music and he has, you know, collaborations that he can t- tell you about. He came to the studio and did music with me. He's doing shows in Sioux city. You know, he's doing everything, you know, I was doing dropping mixtape with his friends and stuff, you know, so I really like it for him. Same thing with JFT Gerb. He's an artist from my community, Winnebago, Nebraska, who is also Winnebago tribe. And, you know, shout out to him, just the family, or just for the family, uh, uh, just the family thing. My bad, JFT Gerb, that's my little bro, Tristan Decora. Look those guys up, Tristan Decora and Jerry Dobbs. Those guys are really cool. They're making music. And those are two artists in my corner that I'm I'm probably always going to be collaborating with. You know, they don't even have to pay for studio time. They can just come over or they can just email me and stuff. You know, I want them to know that, you know, other people, they're kind of got to, they kind of got to pay for my time, you know. Dope, bro. So uh, what are your biggest influences right now? Dang, right now at the moment, um, so I have a lot of influences. Like uh, this girl named Monica Strutt, she's been really helpful. She's from Australia. She's a... Uh, playlist curator and a music promoter. She's also a, a band consultant and a, like a musician guide. So she's been kind of helping me coach me through my business marketing game plan, you know, and helping me improve that, you know, helping me improve my schedule, helping me manage my time. Um, Cause I've been getting into her podcast. Her podcast is really dope. Uh, Burstamo's YouTube channel. They've been a really big influence on me lately. Um, as far as artists, like I said, Nipsey Hussle, Wiz Khalifa, Mac Miller, RIP, you know, um, oh, excuse me. Um, and a lot of new artists, um, Post Malone, and I uh, like the old school artists, like uh, 3-6 Mafia and Juicy J is always cool. I really love Juicy J's music. Uh, Dr. Dre, of course, The Godfather. Um, Meek Mill, I really like Meek Mill stuff. 2 Chains really cool machine gun kelly of course eminem you know tech nine is one of my big influences tech nine because he's from the midwest you know kansas city missouri shout out casey mo strange music i really love tech 
Bone Thugs and Harmony, Kid Cudi, Ace Hood. Ace Hood is one of my favorites. Uh, Plies, Rick Ross, Drake. I even like, like I said, I like other other artists too. From I like, I really like Taylor Swift. Uh, uh, I really like some of her songs. Uh, Halsey, I really feel her stuff. Halsey has cool music. Adele, Lana Del Rey, um, Siza, you know some of the some of the up and coming artists. Uh, I think uh, what was his name? Twenty One Savage, uh, Kodak Black. Those guys, you know, those those guys got some really good music coming out, and I just really enjoy everyone's like their movement. I'm kind of trying to look at how new artists do their thing, and I'm kind of trying to you know follow suit, you know, see like see how it works for me, you know, see how it does for me. And of course, you know, all these up and coming, you know, local artists, you know, local artists are always a big influence on me because it's like, man, you guys are doing it. I'm not so alone out here, you know. Whereas like a lot of people, they get that. Oh, it's so lonely at the top mentality, you know. Whereas, like, you know, that was true at one time. It was kind of lonely at the top because back in the day, it was hard to get in the studio. It was hard to make music. You know, you had to actually, oh yeah, I know what the fuck you're doing. But when you're like, oh, nowadays anybody can make music with like, you know, invest in a home studio, make a demo. That's why I said it's not so hard to get your name out there, become an established artist. But, you know, people are stuck in that old mind frame that, oh, it's lonely at the top. So they kind of they kind of they kind of solidify themselves. They put themselves in like a solitary confinement type of mentality and they don't they don't mess with other artists, you know, or they think they're too good for they think they're too good to promote themselves or they think they're too good to market their music. They think, oh, yeah, my music's so good. I'm just going to post it on SoundCloud and somebody's going to come along and discover me. And then then I'll have people doing that for me. And it's like, no, they're not, dude. And it's like, even when you have people doing that for you, you're paying them to do that for you. So it's like, either you're going to put money into this and have someone do that for you, or you're going to fucking, or you're going to figure it out yourself. You know, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Cause I've been there. Like I said, I've done that already. I've posted music and it didn't go nowhere. And I'm sat there thinking, you know, what's going on? I don't know, what am I doing wrong? Whereas it's like, it's, it's not, you're not doing anything wrong. It's what you're not doing right. You know, you got to think outside the box and you know, you don't have to work harder. You got to work smarter. You know, a lot of artists, you don't even got to put out as much music as you think you do. You don't even have to work as hard as you think you do. You just have to work smarter, but you're not going to do that if you never learn. So it's up to you to take the time to educate yourself and do some research. Take a, take a year off or two to learn mixing, mastering, promotion, A&R campaigns, you know, and learn to add campaigns, learn how to market, learn how to make videos. That's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to learn how to make music videos. I'm trying to learn how to make lyric videos. I'm trying to get better at my cover art. I'm trying to learn mixing and mastering because that's a really hard skill to learn in the industry. And it's a really valuable tool, but it's also an art for it in, its, in itself, which is, you know, really cool. So the possibilities are endless. You know, it's as far as you want to take it, how, how far you want to dig deep. You know, it's it's all up to you. Your future is in your hands. That's the message I have. Uh, more influences, I will say, creator, Mauna, aka God, aka the King of all kings. You know, I'm a man of faith. I, like I said, I, I attend ceremonies with my with my family. We go to sweat lodge. Sometimes I carry the rocks in, and I, I gotta sing for them. And uh, that's that's something that's been really helping me out through throughout the years, is uh, staying true to my culture. My culture is a really big influence on me. Powell music, you know, I listen to a lot of Powell music that probably influences my style. Uh, Yellow Hammer, that's a drum group. Iyabe, and of course my local community drum groups, White Tail Boys, and there's a couple others. But. Uh, oldies. I'm influenced by oldies. I don't know who doesn't love oldies. If you don't listen to oldies, I don't know if we can be friends. <laughs> you know, I love all the old school jams. Motown, uh, Al Green, Clearwater Revival. You know, even '80s music. Sydney Lauper. My mom put me on. She. Uh, that's all she used to listen to when we were kids was oldies and power music. So I kind of came up on that when I was in junior high. When I was in high school, I was a metalhead. I listened to nothing but heavy metal music. I was into Slipknot, Corn, Limp Biscuit, Nine Inch Nails, Rage Against the Machine, 
Disturbed, um, Taproot, Three Days Grace, Breaking Benjamin, Marilyn Manson. I don't know if anybody knows this, but my name Mob Scene is actually a play on one of Marilyn Manson's songs. It's called Mob Scene. <laughs> so that's a little info about me, my influences. That's lit, bro. Hell yeah, man. That's what's up. So let me ask you this, man. What's up? If you could collaborate with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Dang. Okay, so... Artist dead or alive. All right. Artist dead, probably Nipsey Hussle or Mac Miller because, you know, I, I really loved it for these guys and I remember listening to Nipsey Hussle not knowing. That's what it was like. like a lot of times I'll just listen to music and not really know who the artist is. I'll just listen to it and I'll feel it. But then once I start asking, like, dang, who's this? Who's this? And then somebody's like, oh, this is Nipsey Hussle. Remember, he was on Killer with Drake. And I was like, oh, I remember that song. You remember Killer, right? That song was the best, you know? So then I, once I heard that, and then I heard his solo mixtape, and I was like, dang, I really hope Nipsey Hussle sticks with it, man. I feel like he, if he, you know, he sticks with it, he's going to fucking blow up, you know? What she did, I just didn't expect, you know, him to check out so soon. And same thing with Mac Miller. I was like, I remember hearing about Mac Miller coming out of Pittsburgh, and I was like, dang, isn't that where Wiz is from? And then it's like, oh, duh, I found out they went to the same high school. And I was like, dang, man, that's crazy. And then once I started finding out that, like, all these rappers are, like, kind of around my age limit, my age area, and I was like, well, you know, maybe it's not maybe it's not so far-fetched that, you know, I'm trying to live my dream and do what I'm trying to do. So it's like, you know, I would really love to listen to how to have Mac Miller in the studio or to even just collaborate with him, whether it's email through email, through live video chat, you know, it would just be cool. He seemed like a really nice person, and it's just sad that we had to see these guys go too soon. Dope, bro. That's, so, that's dope, man. So, uh, it's seeing back, you know, RIP. Yeah, it's just, it's not cool. Hell yeah, big dog. So, how is your music going to evolve from here? All right. Well, that's a, that's a good question because I am, I have purchased a few amount i have looking at some beats that i got from wishmaster beats and alex collins productions uh shout out to them they they sent me some beat packs and they sent me some really good music to work with they're kind of you know different styles of beats and some of them are kind of outside my comfort zone so that's kind of where i'm at now i'm working on kind of looking for like a sound you know kind of looking for my own style but I think that's going to be, I think that's going to come easier with time. The more music I make, you know, I kind of already, I'm already confident in my content. I'm already confident in my songwriting. I'm already con confident enough to the point where I want to release music on Spotify and iTunes, which I already have, you know, so I'm not worried about that. What I am focused on is yes, like you said, evolving my sound. And I want to like, I want to try to make more lo-fi stuff, you know, lo-fi hip hop. I want to try to make more like mellow, mellow type, you know, har harmonic, if that makes any sense. I want to try to tap into that side more. Because if you listen to most of my stuff, like I said, a lot of it's aggressive. A lot of it's like hard trap beats, hard, you know, bass, pump, gets you pumped up type music, you know. I kind of want to break away from that and start doing, you know, like softer songs, you know, do a little bit more like emotional. I want to get more passionate about, you know, what I feel in my music you know, and talk about different things. And I think switching my sound up to a little bit more softer will help me do that. So that's that's exactly what I'm, what I'm trying to evolve my sound into right now. Hell yeah, big dog, that's what's up. So uh, you got any special shout outs you want to give? Yeah, uh, maybe move my sound from not so much rapping, but maybe try to incorporate a little bit of singing into my music. But yes, uh, shout outs. Yeah, my, my people were asking me about this, and uh, I, I I hit them up. You know, I you see me post my, see me post my status asking people who wanted a shout out. So yeah, let's let's get started with the shout outs. Thank you for having me. My first shout out, JD or, or JG. Thank you for having me, bro. Like you said, um, it's been really cool. Are you putting me on this podcast? And I like I said, I I do have a couple artists who want to get on there. Shout out to them. That includes Jerry Dobbs and JFT Gerb, maybe Tame and Ray. We'll see. 
Shout out to my bro, Jaime Rodriguez, product G. Shout out to my classmate, Zach. My bro, Joseph J. Sickett, OG Bay. My bro, Mario Tapia. My bro, Adam Munoz. Bo Weezy. My Auntie Janet. My bro, Justin Rhodes, Crossroads. My bro, David Walker. Uh, Big Poppy 23, Adam Monfort. My bro, Zane Prentice, old school friend from InMed. My brother, Havlord, uh, Javier Anthony. Chun Lord, they call him. My bro, Taman Cobbs, a.k.a. Taman Ray. What up, bro? Frosty Clips, what's up? JFT Gerb, what up? Uh, Choking Nasty, my bro, uh, Reese Walker. Uh, Freddie Fred, what up, bro? We got to get on a collab sometime. My bro, E-Dub, John Earwood. Also, my bro, Lehigh. What up, Juggalo, whoop, whoop, Ninja. My boy, Cayman Grant, what's up, little brother? And that's about it, man. I want to give a big shout out to my family too, and I want to give a shout out to Creator. Creator God. Uh -huh. That's about it. Hell yeah, big dog. So you got any final words you want to say? Um, I will say, um, everybody out there, be safe, be good to yourself, love yourself, take care of yourself, pray, pray for one another, be good to one another, respect each other. Artists reach out to each other, help each other, help each other grow. Don't, don't, don't hit on each other so much. Um, you know, just be good to each other and be good to yourself. Give yourself a break. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't turn molehills into mountains. Don't make this harder than it has to be. Everybody going through hard times, you know, hang in there. Just pray. I'll pray for you, all the mourners, all the people going through hard struggles. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about you, all the people around the world, our soldier boys and our soldier girls. Think about them. You know, think about the people who don't have much and stuff, you know, and appreciate what you have. And just think about them today. That's, that's kind of all I want to say, bro. Thank you for having me. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Mob scene. Everyone go check him out. Go follow his music. Go hit his YouTube page up. Give him love. Support yeah. him. And let's share his the last MOB. What's, huh? At the last MOB. The last MOB on Twitter. Remember that. Make sure you go yeah. check him out. Everyone stay safe. Have a blessed night. This is strictly for the music podcast. And we're gone.